Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by the co-host with the sweetest beans, Mozzie. My beans are pretty sweet. Whatever that might mean. <laughs> I'll let you determine what that means. <laughs> Whatever you want it to mean. Oh, man, I like so. to think it's because I have like artisan-packed bean jars in, in my fridge. That yeah, you're, you're really good. You really get like you know prepping your beans. You know, doing some like sweet vinegar, like pickling some stuff. I don't know, whatever you prefer oh, yeah. to do with beans. Believe you me, my beans are in line. Heating beans? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, legume, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, Thanksgiving tomorrow. What are what are you up to tomorrow for that? What's your game plan? Uh, I think I'm going to do laundry and watch football. Nice, nice. Kind of had my friends and family Thanksgiving last weekend, so gotcha. I don't need to. I don't need to do it up again. <laughs> I'm working tonight, and I have a feeling it's going to be really very quiet. Yeah, I feel like it. No, no one, no one wants to go out to eat the night before Thanksgiving because, like, you gotta save your tum tum for the next day. Yeah, and everyone's traveling, and they're mm. probably just spent a bunch of money getting Thanksgiving food, so they're not gonna spend also a bunch of money going to out to eat <laughs> it makes sense but <laughs> you never know never know maybe maybe you'll catch uh you know jason garrett in town oh yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna start clapping in his face if i ever see jason Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> What do, you, what, what do you want to drink? Um, I'll have the uh, paranormal. I'm like, oh, nice choice. Good job. Yeah, perfect choice. Yeah, nice choice. Excellent. Wonderful. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it without being completely sardonic. <laughs> oh, God. So let's let's go ahead and get on into our recap of last week before we get going on these uh, this Thanksgiving game slide here. So some stuff that really, really stood out from last week. Um, I mean, two teams that are just rolling, the Ravens and the Niners, are just on a, on a tear right now. It's, it's pretty fun to watch. To yeah, I, I pulled up some Ravens Ravens team stats um, that I shared with the, the group. So, over the last five games, they're they're outscoring their other teams 202 to 62. So, by a lot. Um, <laughs> pretty good pretty good amount. Pretty yeah, that's by like... what? Almost I, four times. Yeah, that's solid. So, I guess like 140 divided by Almost thirty a game is how they're all scoring people almost thirty a game over their last five, and then over the last three, that's one thirty-five to twenty-six. So they're like five times, a little more than five xing other teams. It's yeah, over five times. Woof. Yeah, <laughs> it's absurd. So I love it. They now have the best point differential in the league uh, on the season after after that game. They're one point above the Patriots in that, <laughs> and then they're on a seven-game one streak. So, Oof. it's look lovely. at the standings now. Look at some of them point differentials. Yeah, the Dolphins. Oh, dude, the Dolphins and the Patriots are tied exactly as far as they're the other tied. Goes. What did we? What did we say would be worse? I forget. I the, thought we said the Dolphins yeah. minus would be better than the Patriots plus. I actually kind of see that happening the way the Patriots offense looks lately. Yeah, I'm trying. To, I can I can go back and try to dig it up. But man, that's that's hilarious that it's spot on. <laughs> It's it's neck and neck, dude. They need a prop this is bet the for that. race of the season. <laughs> Forget playoff race. This is one of the two. Gosh, 
<laughs> who will have the worst point differential? The Dolphins are like it's so far the worst. Although Washington's trying, and so is Cincinnati, but <laughs> Miami's just so far back. Well, Cincinnati's safe now with their number one pick, so they're putting Dalton back in. Yeah, because I mean, <clears throat> if the Bengals are gonna get a win, it would be either I guess the Dolphins one of the weeks, or let's see, they're like this week one of the Browns games or Dolphins. Like they won't be the Patriots, but like I guess they could they can go beat the Dolphins and like be chill with it and only yeah. win that game. Just like one morale win near the end of the year. <laughs> and then, but yeah, so the Niners just waxed the Packers too. I didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming. I expected it to be a lot more close with the Niners getting all their offensive weapons back. Like I was initially high on the Packers this game, or the night thought they would, quite frankly. It's like, I'm just like looking through it. I'm like, I don't like, I was watching it too. I'm like, why is this so bad? It's just like, I. Like, just the pass rush was just overwhelming. And then they lost uh, Beluga during the game, too. And that yeah, was, like, didn't help. Nail in the coffin. Green Bay just couldn't get anything going on the ground, yeah. man. Just couldn't get anything going. Rodgers averaged 3.2 yards per attempt. Yeah, it was probably one of his worst games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was rough. Like, he didn't look great. The line didn't look good. Like Nothing. Kittle rough. looked good. <laughs> yeah, dude, Kittle. He's absurd. He, Debo looked really good, too, on that long touchdown. Debo. Yeah, dude, I know you were excited there. You had to be thrilled. It's massive chub. <laughs> Speaking of massive chub, um, the Browns had a nice tune-up game. Nice tune-up game. Yeah, wasn't that fun for their offense? <laughs> so, um, I thought it was a great transition. But yeah, Landry had a good revenge game. Um, don't know. I don't know if we mentioned that, but I know. I know we mentioned revenge game for him, and he's petty. Like he seems petty. Oh yeah, no, we were like. Landry's gonna do well. Yeah, he balled the fuck out like one fifty and two. Like Beckham had a good game, Shubb had a really good game. Hunt was usable. Like by proxy, Baker was good. So it was a nice tune-up game for them. I don't, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, but uh, yeah, let's see their schedule. They've got Steelers, the Steelers Bengals, Cardinals, Ravens, Bengals. Hmm. I mean, they could go four and one. That would put them at nine and seven. Mm-hmm. Which could in the AFC, but I don't see it. Well, AFC, you've got Patriots, right? Uh, Texans, I'll say. Yeah, I think the division winners are probably set. Like, I don't, I don't see right. the division leaders changing. Yeah, see, so yeah, get right. Texans, Patriots, uh, Chiefs, and uh, who am I missing? Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. How could you there forget? You I'm hurt. No. Oh, I was waiting. <laughs> and uh, so then you've got two other potential wild cards, and you're going to have a ton of nine and sevens. Yeah. I feel like. So 10 and six, I think, is like the line. If you cross 10 and six, you're probably in, uh-huh. which is looks like the Bills. Yeah, it's going to be the Bills probably, which is funny that McDermott's getting this team to the playoffs like continuously. <laughs> Right, but then you've got your Raiders, the Steelers, the Browns. Fuck it, the Jets went out. <laughs> you have a bunch of nine and sevens right there, including mm. all of the AFC South teams that could just end up anywhere in that range. Yeah, literally just the AFC, the general AFC South is is nine and seven collectively. Like yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> That's always them. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't see the Browns in the playoffs, though. But they're gonna try. 
We're gonna try. Mm -hmm. And then, see what else was great? Uh, oh, we had the, uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna combine the good and the bad. Mason Rudolph was terrible, so the good thing was he got benched, and we got to see the duck. That made me so happy. Like a week after we were just tearing him apart. Yeah, so like I love how we start like tweeting quack at him like every day, and then like it took like less than a week for him to play over. <laughs> That's the funniest part. I was like, we're gonna do this till he plays over Rudolph. Yeah, but we expecting that to take a little bit longer. Yeah, at least like two weeks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Um, from that game though, um, Benny Snell was the workhorse for sure. So. I'm a little salty because I drafted him in Dynasty and I held on to him for a while, but I eventually was just like, I don't know if this dude's ever going to see the field. Yeah. Because they drafted him, what, in the third round? I'm trying to remember. Fourth, maybe? They drafted him early enough to, like, matter. Yeah. He didn't have a great football name was also part of it. <laughs> eh, Benny Snell Jr. Yeah, the junior helps. That's what she said. But... <laughs> Yeah, Benny. I think Snell is Snell. Like it sounds like snail. I think that's the issue. But yeah. <laughs> either way, he got 21 carries, so he's like their workhorse running back. <coughs> uh, we also got a nice uh, Washington long bomb. So yeah. Well, with the play after they put in Duck, they had a big play. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Just the instant, the instant quacking on them. <laughs> in, in classic Bengal fashion, that game too. Quack. And um, before we start shitting on everyone, um, the the top five receivers in yardage in the league right now are all from the AFC South. And, like, I mean, we expect Evans, Thomas, Hillier to be there, but Moore and Godwin are, on, are just a huge upswing. Yeah, I think we all were kind of high on Godwin having a good year, but I don't think anyone expected him to be number two in receiving yards. Yeah, like, as a collective, like, the fantasy football community in general seemed to be collectively into Chris Godwin. And DJ Moore, for that matter. But, yeah, Godwin's just been exploding. It's been absurd. Like, he's had some monster games that have just broken weeks open. Yeah, man, he's got nine touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, Moore finally got the... Like, so Moore was, like, one of the biggest, like, touchdown regression candidates as far as, like, being unlucky on, like, touchdowns for his yardage. And that finally kind of hit back this week for him. Yeah, which I was glad to see because I've had him the entire year in my one league. And he hasn't really been in my lineup that much. Yeah, dude, he's been getting so many targets the last, like, what, six weeks now? Because he did, like, fine four of the six weeks as, like, a WR2, and then their bye week, and he had a down week, and then ever since it's just been 13, 16, 13, 28. Tons of yardage. Yeah, yeah since this bye week, it's been nuts. Like, since, <laughs> since the Jacksonville game, like, literally his last, like, seven games, his targets are 8, 10, 9, 10, 11, 15, 9. It's just, like... Eesh. Not so, and like any of us, even the first week he had ten targets. You know, he's only had two. Like he's had one week under five targets, and only two weeks under eight. So he's yeah, he broke hundred targets on the season. He's getting a ton of fucking looks. Give them to him. Yeah, he's good. So, and like that's not to take anything away from Curtis Samuel too. Like sort of Curtis Samuel's good as well, but I think DJ Moore has definitely established himself as like the number one for sure. Yeah, and Curtis Samuel works better as the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's just like a not to be like tis, but like a, he's a good football player. Like so, some weeks for fantasy that like may kind of bust, but there are going to be weeks where he gets those like two three touchdown weeks, and it's just like, well, 
Huh. <laughs> yeah, he can totally win you your week if you start him at the right time. Mm-hmm. He's definitely more volatile, but... So, I guess kind of staying in AFC South, so not so great stuff, like... <laughs> I should have known the Falcons were going to let me down. I was like, I, I'm going to pick them. They've been letting me down earlier, but I'm, I'm on board. I think their defense is... And then I'm like, well, fuck. What so, the fuck was that game, man? Yeah, the the, the Falcons... Or sorry, the, the Bucks just like ripped them down the seam just over and over, so... Very frustrating to watch. Godwin had, just absolute... Uh, they, had, Godwin. they had negative answers for Chris Godwin. Ugh. Seven catches on eight targets for 184 and two. Like, that's nuts, dude. Love him. Whoever has Chris Godwin the week they play PJ Williams, just warm. Yeah, when do they play the Saints next? Because, like, literally, like, all, almost a ton of the um, NFC South games are clumped near the end of the year. It's hilarious. Yeah, there's like, they're all divisional. Um, Have they played the Saints twice? That may be like the one that's happened twice. Because, yeah, they get the Falcons again. Yeah, because yeah, all the Falcons divisional games are in this like, last part of the year. I remember we talked about that a couple times. Right, yeah. Because they've had literally their past few games are Saints, Panthers, Bucks, Saints, <laughs> Panthers. Yeah, because it's like, eh, fuck it. We'll work this in. Jesus. But, uh, I, guess, and I guess now we can kind of fucking rag on everyone. So, I mean, I guess we'll start with like the easy targets. Like, Right now, the inept teams are just so obvious. Like, I've got like Bears, Broncos, Giants, Lions without Stafford, and then Redskins are all just kind of like Duke inept. Like the Giants, like have potential to put up some like scoring at least. They do. Their offense has playmakers, but they're just they're a bad team now. They're such a like, not good team. <laughs> Pat Shermer's not a good coach. No, yeah. Like the Bears, the Bears beat them soundly. Yeah, like, the team's just not working. Although. The silver lining on that team right now is like how good the um, connection is between Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton. That's that was something like literally no one expected that <laughs> coming into the year, and so that's kind of like that's you know cool at least. But I man, the Bengals, the Bengals are bad, but like they're like I didn't put Bengals and the Dolphins here because I think they're like aware and trying to be bad. Like I put, I put the Redskins here just because it, we, I like to shit on them, and they they were trying going into this year. Yeah, they're kind of just lost. Yeah, yeah, these are all teams that are trying and are super bad. Like we know that the <laughs> Bengals aren't really trying and they're bad. Like they put in Ryan Finley, they're clearly not trying. Yeah, and the, I get, the Dolphins are obvious. So these are the teams that are equivalent to like the toddler lost in like the store, trying to find their parents. They don't know where they're going. They're just kind of wandering around aisles. <laughs> that or like a really like I'm trying to think of some other options like that or like you're in a rec league and there's this team or like like two guys take it really seriously out of like the nine on a team. And like the two guys who take it seriously are like just average and like all the guys who don't take it seriously are bad. And so like it's just a shit show. But yeah. It's, it's rough. And, like, the Broncos, like, it sucks because they have a good defense, but they cannot get anything generated on offense at all remotely. So, I'm done picking them for now, probably for the year. So, and the Lions, they, I mean, no Stafford and then Matt Patricia. It's hard to get past that. Yeah. But, and then. Fucking Redskins. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> all right, so, wait, how do you how do you feel about Dwayne Haskins taking a selfie while Case Keenum does the kneel downs? 
I, dude, when I saw that, I was like, this is not the thing I want to hear about my starting quarterback, but he's see, also, like, his first win. Yeah, see, I personally don't have any issue with it at all, just because, like, I mean, he was interacting with a fan, like, I mean, I don't, I don't see the need to have him in for a kneel down, like, at the end of the game, like, if it doesn't matter. Right, he just, like, he just didn't know, he thought the game was over. Did he? <laughs> Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, I he thought the that. game was over, so, which is like that's just an awareness thing <laughs> you gotta not have anymore. But yeah, Madden's in general, like, I'm, I'm not, talking to you for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really. It's whatever. <laughs> people were like, you people going, are gonna blast him, and I'm like, yeah. don't blast him. Some people are gonna go full boomer on it, but <laughs> but okay, boomer. So so the Jags, what the fuck, <laughs> dude? Nick Foles is not good. <laughs> They like they had a chance to like maybe trade him. They could have been like, look at this mystery box. It could be anything. It could even be a quarterback. Like it could even be a quarterback. Yeah, they. I don't understand at all. Like it's two in a row now. I personally am on the train. It might be three in a row with Nick Foles. Yeah, this this one's this is a like this is impossible to predict for me this week on that game. So I mean, I, feel, I think they should go back to Minshew. Like, there's they a good should. chance that happens this game. I know. That's what is worrying me about picking the the Jags. Or the, um, sorry, the Bucks. In this. <laughs> is that like, like Minshew comes back? <laughs> yeah, because if Foles sucks and he gets benched and Minshew comes in, I totally think Minshew wins the game. Yeah, I could see it being like, what, like, like comes it comes out of halftime, Bucks score, and it's like, what, 28-10, and then they put Minshew in. Yeah, and then they they rallied a thirty one twenty eight. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, maybe that'll be like my conditional pick. I get like a conditional <laughs> pick this week. I think that's fair. Because <laughs> if pick... you set the like set it very specifically, yeah, I think that's fair to say. If if the quarterback gets benched, this will happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and predicting them to win from the quarterback getting benched is bold enough. Like that, like of a conditional that I think is allowed. <laughs> So cool. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. Gosh. So, um, the Raiders had a very rough time against the Jets. Um, blip on the radar, cause for concern. Some of both. I think it's a blip. Um, I like it. Just didn't seem like they were with it, and like they were saying, it's sometimes you have like your West Coast team one at one p.m. Mm-hmm. game they go over and it's really tough for them because they're basically playing at what 10 a.m yeah um so they have to wake up super schedule and it honestly looked like they were all slightly hung over so yeah. i think it's possible that, that it's just a total blip because like when we were looking through it the game was heavily favored in terms of the raiders just statistically they had a better o-line a better pass rush like they have better weapons all around. Like the way the they, Jets yeah. defense is set up is not built to succeed against a good O line with a passing game. Like they just all of the things are in favor of the Raiders, and the Raiders just were not at the the Raiders Sunday. So I call it a blip. I mm-hmm. think they'll be fine against the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. I I agree for the most part. It seems like one of those games where it's like like if this game were objectively simulated a bunch of times. It would probably favor the Raiders and like total outcomes, but yeah, no, I think if you simulated this game ten times, the Jets probably win three. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, although 
The, the, you know this game is weird because Braxton Berrios got a 69. Nice yard reception <laughs> in the game. So, Yeah, that was great. What a, a lot of memes about that. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, nice. So I got, I got, I got a, uh, a notification. We'll go through injuries after uh, after we get through um, what happened last week so you can kind of cover it better. But um, you yeah, talked about Mason Rudolph. Um, oh, yeah, one thing. Don't forget to target the Dolphins in fantasy. They're still really bad on defense and just bad. So they can kind of do whatever. Just a reminder. It seems like maybe I got forgotten. Um, yeah. And then I wrote Chrissy Butterhands. Um, Chris Carson is fumbling a lot. <laughs> oh, Chrissy Butterhands. Chrissy Butterhands. <laughs> that sounds like a Rick and Morty, like, Justin Roiland <laughs> name. I'm... Chrissy butter hands. Oh, look at me. Oh, my hands are made of butter. Oh, jeez. I can't hold anything. <laughs> I can't even hold on to hope. <laughs> okay, I still had to watch uh, Sundays. I watched that later tonight. It's like a good plan. But oh yeah, yeah. He's so I assume Chris Carson got picked up. Um, oh yeah, well I'm thinking about it. Um, Gus Edwards needs to be owned everywhere in all leagues, no matter what. Um, that's my, like, very strong... I mean, waivers ran, so he might have gotten picked up, but if, if he's sitting there, he, in my opinion, is, like, a priority add. Um, I, like, I added him, like, I, I woke up and saw the waivers going through, I'm like, oh, no, I got Gus Edwards, and I added him in our in our league that we're sharing, like, our, not our sharing league, in our uh, fraternity league we're together. But, mm-hmm. um, because uh, I, I didn't really think about it until I went back and looked, but he's gotten a lot of touches. I mean, I know... Like they're blowing out the Rams, but he's been getting touches in like close games, blowouts, whatever. And like this offense is very, very like I mean the, the run game is so strong. So if for any reason Mark Ingram like misses any time, you have like a studly option for a running back. Like so after San Fran this week, they get Buffalo, Jets, Cleveland, and so like, I know the Jets run defense is tough, but that's a game that the Ravens should really win. Yeah, but when Gus is the number one back, he gets like. 26 carries yeah yeah he gets fucking fat and he gets like a hundred yards and a touchdown mm-hmm. every time yeah and when and when they're blowing teams out he gets the ball a lot too so like against the jets and cleveland like and even buffalo those could be blowouts so he see he, he could even be like a usable like flex in a super deep league if you're like screwed but yeah add him for sure because i think he has like i think he has the highest like injury upside of you know some, some like probably anyone left like i'm trying to think of any better running back situations but like because I have no idea what would happen if, God forbid, Christian McCaffrey went down. Like, how would they replace him? Would they do a one-guy Ooh. committee? Like, if they lost Christian McCaffrey, their team would just not win a single game. Yeah, I, yeah I think I think Tony Pollard might be a consideration for, like, really, really high-value handcuffs. I mean, okay, I, I, I am assuming Alexander Madison has been owned all year. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a very high-value handcuff, too. Um, Reichwell Armstead, like, this is... Like, if, if these guys are kind of still sitting there, I would definitely say, like, go grab them. It's because, like... like yeah, yeah like, if Fournette goes down, if yeah, Cook goes the ball down. Time, so. Penny, if Carson goes down. Yeah. <laughs> Although Penny probably got added, I assume, after what happened, like, this past I week. assume, yeah. So. But, yeah, I'd say I just thought about it. A reminder to get, get some handcuffs on your roster. Because, like, okay. Like... I'm trying to think of like someone like depends on your league size. Okay, like let me pull up even one of my like my bigger leagues. Like I so like I know I had to drop Robbie last week in a league, and like that was sad. But like, like looking at my roster, I'm like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna basically play him ever. I don't think so. Like, like look at your team and be like, 
okay, like, keep, like, definitely save a depth piece for each position, but, like, be like, okay, do I need this fifth receiver, or can I go grab, you know, like, Gus Edwards or, like, Will Armstead or something? Like, yeah, if you're never going to actually be benching somebody for them in your lineup, given the coming weeks, like, you can get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see, because, like, okay, so, like, in our, in our league, because I... So th- this draft pick trades were involved, so I didn't just get, like, totally stacked out of nowhere. So, like, if I have Lockett, Hopkins, A-Rob, Amari, like, that's a fucking stacked four receiver set. Like, I probably don't need any more receivers on my roster. Like, so, like, that would be a situation where I'm just, like, stacking running backs on my bench, which I am, so. Stacking backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, I'm at the point now where I think in my homer league I will be dropping Juju. It's sad, I- but it makes sense. I feel you there. The, like the thing is, matchup wise, like he gets Arizona and the Jets fourteen and sixteen, but I don't trust his quarterback and his team whatsoever, and his usage has been so down. Like mm-hmm. it's so sad because like before the year we were like really into him, like oh this would make sense, like like how many targets could Juju get this year? It could be absurd, and then Roethlisberger gets hurt, and then Roethlisberger got hurt, yeah. and it all went to shit, which yeah, you can't predict, like which really sucks. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a bummer. Like, I was talking about this last night. Like, perfect by low time for Dynasty, I'd say. But seasonal, <laughs> yeah. like, if it's just seasonal, like, no keeper or anything involved with it, like, yeah, I, I, if you have to drop him, you can. It hurts me. It hurts my heart to say it, but like, I could drop Juju for Gus Edwards. And that's what's what's the Steelers' remaining schedule? Um, it's like Buffalo, Arizona, and the Jets and Cleveland. Gotcha. For fantasy. Hey, so yeah. you just said that, but like my brain is going five ways when you said it, so I need like a repeat on it. Yeah, so Cleveland this week, then Arizona in Arizona, home at Buffalo, and then at the Jets. Gotcha. So, so like, like week 16 at the Jets, if he had Roethlisberger, would be like championship fucking receiver week, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's Duck or Rudolph, so like I boy. assume Duck, so... I don't know, it's rough. Throwing ducks. <laughs> quack. Sad quack. So. <laughs> the whole juju thing makes me a sad quack. <laughs> quack. It does. It's, it really, it's really a bummer. But Alright, now, this is the time I've been waiting for. Let me, hold on, let me just... I need to get myself ready for this. Alright, there are a few coaches who... <laughs> have really have really really proven some ineptitude um but i think jason garrett just tops the fucking list like he takes the cake yeah like he, like he he takes the cake and then claps and blows up the candle just claps like <laughs> like even even jerry jones has now like sort of called him out like to an extent so you know that's bad but like two out of the last three weeks he's made really dumb decisions with like how he approaches settling for a field goal and like the one against the Vikings, there were ten minutes left, so like you could have argued it, but like I, I think I laid out like my points as to why I thought like they should have gone for it because like there's a very good chance those points are useless even with ten minutes left. But in this one, there were like how many minutes were left when they did that? Um, there were six minutes left, I think. Or wait, um, if I remember correctly, they were giving the Patriots six minutes with the ball. About yeah, about six minutes. Like that's bad. <laughs> And I'm like, do you understand you're giving the Patriots with six minutes left? They, You won't get the ball back. Mm-hmm. And like, any- 
Because like if you if, do, it'll be with no time. Because uh, they're amazing at clock management, and you're not. Because <laughs> like if you get the ball back and you're getting last possession, and it's nine to thirteen. You still need a touchdown. If it's six to thirteen, you still need a touchdown anyway. Like <laughs> that's why it doesn't fucking matter if you kick the field goal. Like, yes. The only situation you're prepared for is if the Patriots kick another field goal. But like, I like you have to count for Bill Belichick. Like, would he if they, if they have fourth and one, would he kick the field goal or, or would he like? go for it and just try to ice it like that's a just as big of a possibility yeah it is with Belichick because he's a good coach (laughs) but yeah and then if you know if the Patriots score you're down two scores regardless so it's the same thing you're only playing for one of three outcomes of what or or even one four honestly you're only playing for one single outcome that happens when you're doing that and so it's so dumb like like I said any competent coach would have this team to like two or three more wins yeah, it's really frustrating because personnel-wise, I think they total Patriots. Yeah, like they have they have a more talented roster than the Patriots. Like the the Patriots have a way better secondary, and part of it is the scheme too. Like that, like I mean, Bill uses them correctly too, but they're really talented regardless. But like, if the coaches were switched, Dallas would have handily won this. Oh, for sure. Is the thing. Would it, it, yeah, would have been a slaughter. So um, yeah, and that's kind of why like. When you have every analyst in the league saying, well, you know, the Cowboys are a better roster, but they're coaching. It's a severe gap, so we have to give it to the Patriots. That's like, it's at some point, you have to be like, so are you, you're saying our coach is bad, right? <laughs> Jerry Jones comes out and basically says, like, yeah, there was a clear difference in coaching there. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing about Belichick is he knows when to be aggressive and when not to which is what makes him a good coach. And Jason Garrett is just, like, literally never aggressive. <laughs> you have to be at certain points. Yeah, it's... Even, like, if you're nursing a lead, you have to be aggressive at times. Like... <laughs> see Falcons. See Packers. Like... See Andy Reid and all the fucking games yeah. he's given up with conservative play calling in the second half. Yeah, you see, you see that happen all the time. Because, like, the, the issue is, like... He he had a ton of years of eight and eight, and he had a good year, a down year. Then he went thirteen three nine seven ten to six. So now he's got some like, like he's he's got some plus built up. But like the problem is like it's not because of him; it's in spite of him. Yeah, it's in spite of Jason Garrett's like play calling. Yeah, yeah. I know, man. It's sad. See, have they? they I don't. They haven't won a playoff game under Jason Garrett, have they? Uh, I don't think so because the Cowboys lost to Green Bay. I think they lost in the. I think they lost in the first round each time. Oh no, they they won one playoff game. They won a wild card game against the Lions in 2014. Oh. And then 2016, they lost to the Packers. 2018, so last year, they uh, oh they did win. I'll beat the Seahawks last year. Okay, so they won a couple playoff games. So okay, that's I'll give them. I gave them slightly less credit than I should have apparently, but like. <sighs> thing is, like I feel like any average coach could do that. The thing is, this is he's. He's he is actively losing them games. I feel like, right? But it's like he caps their ceiling. Like their ceiling yes, is sure. probably a championship game. Mm-hmm. It's not the Super Bowl. Like this is one of the most efficient offenses in the league by like some of the metrics. Like it's near the top in like a lot of different like stats as far as like oh like yards per play this this that and like they're six and five. Like what the fuck gives? Right. <laughs> so like they have a plus eighty five point differential. Like that's a good point differential. You know, like not that's a be- excellent. Yeah, it's one. It's one of the best in the league actually. Probably for their record, it's probably the best. 
Yeah, overall, it it's fifth best in the league. Damn. Everybody fourth best in the league. Swings. Yeah. So. No other six, six and five. five team is that has that good of a point differential, right? Oh no, definitely not. Like the Raiders are six and five, and they're minus fifty six. Like. Right. And I mean, what Pittsburgh's plus four. Like, let me see. Carolina's minus thirty two. Like the Rams are plus six. Like, oh, like one of the things like I know we talked about this before, but like. When when your record is way off from your point differential, it's about coaching, right? Like the Raiders, for instance, are minus fifty six. Yet they're six and five. Yeah, which well, that did get skewed a lot this last week, but yeah, like when you're outperforming your point differential, it's coaching. And likewise, if you're fucking plus eighty five and and yet six and five, not to somehow still six and five, you're yet now six and five. You are. Yeah. Or if you're like the Chargers and you're four and seven, but you're plus six, you're you might be cursed. <laughs> be cursed. Gotcha. Is that a Jeff Foxworthy joke? <laughs> you might be a Charger. <laughs> you're somehow four and seven with a positive point differential. Yes. <laughs> if all your football games are away games, you might be a Charger. <laughs> If a former governor is one of your team's biggest supporters, you might be a charger. Oh my god. Say if uh if somebody says fuck and you don't say the another team in your division but instead your own owner, you might be a charger. <laughs> if you have enough kids to start a football team, you might be a charger. <laughs> Oh, Rivers. If you held out for the first round contract you deserve based on slotting of your draft pick, you might be a charger. Alright, I'm good. I think I'm good now. I'm done. Cool. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Matt Patricia's also a bad coach. 100% sold on that. Who, who else was I going to shit on? Oh, yeah, McVay. Fucking brainchild wonder fucking kid over here. Has not adapted for dick. Like, yeah, it's kind of shocking yeah like no they've been so figure outable this year i know that's a really good word i just used like nice wonderful <laughs> phrase there but like their line is bad but like they've they are not adapting at all like they just don't look good and like their defense like so this, some of this is only i know last week the Ra- like, the ravens are a tough one like i guess but like okay wait, wait let me let me let me let me roll back on that one a bit the last see niner okay their defense has been pretty solid the last five games all right, I'll, 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 until I'll, the Ravens. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I don't like. I know I'm biased, but it's really hard to hold that against them, seeing how the Ravens have been rolling. But the defense did fucking fall apart against a really good team. So, was there anyone else I planned to shit on that I missed? Um, I guess we'll just Jacksonville in general. We already kind of shot on them. Um. I'm really just going through the teams, making sure I've got everyone I needed to shit on here. Yeah, everybody who deserves it. Um, okay, we shit on the Redskins regularly. Um, Matt <laughs> Patricia, he's bad. Like, the team yeah, we didn't really dole into him that much. We we've, dole we've, into him a bit more. Yeah, we've <laughs> we've we've hit on him a lot. We've, we've really kind of fucked him um, as far as shitting on him. I mean, um, dude, you fucking lose to the Redskins. I don't care who your backup quarterback yeah, is. Because, I mean, they're on backups. Like... <laughs> Exactly. Backup level play right now. 
Dwayne Haskins is probably the worst starting quarterback. No offense, he's a rookie, and, like, he's very green. <laughs> Two of the last three weeks, they've lost to Mitch Trubisky and Dwayne Haskins. Like, dude. Let me say that again. Two of the last <laughs> three weeks, they've lost to Dwayne Haskins and Mitch Trubisky. <sighs> like, I don't care what the fuck is on your team. Like, <laughs> especially the Redskins, man. That's bad. He's not a head coach. He's a coordinator, and that's it. All right, but we didn't really shit on uh, the like the Bengals Dalton situation, but that's kind of funny. Yeah, I think we we talked about that one enough where I feel like we kind of like were on board, not on board. I mean, like in line with what they were doing. Like Finley was to preserve the tank, right? Are we on board with that? Yeah, clearly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's no other way to put it. <laughs> So ridiculous, man. Because I was telling you this yesterday, but basically every team has this sort of mentality where you can see the head coach go up onto the podium and they're like, well, we're going to go with what's best for the team this week. You know, like starting Josh McCown over Darnold in his rookie season. You start Josh McCown. He's a better quarterback at that time. Or starting Tyrod to start the season instead of Baker. Like, oh, well, Tyrod's the more established starter. We're going with what's best for the team. And this is just, like, clear and obvious that they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, every other team does this, but they just didn't. They're like, no, actually, we're going to bench our good quarterback that we're paying a lot of money to play football because we want to lose games. If I was a Bengals fan, I'd be very upset. Like, if I had put any money into their organization this year. Yeah, in that sense, yes. If I had, like, supported the team at all, like, as a fan, I'd be annoyed. Gotten, like, season tickets or something, Uh I'd be livid. Because they're worthless. Like, Like, you're literally not playing to win games. Why the fuck am I going to go see you? Mm -hmm. If I'm, like... I, I get I'm mean, in the immediate yes definitely mad um I guess like long term though like if I'm a fan like I'm like at least they're like at least there's some plan if like at least there's some sense of like knowing that they need to rebuild and like do a lot to the team that's at least reassuring in a sense I would I would guess right it's definitely Trust the I, process. yeah it's definitely annoying I'm sure like I'm talking to Jolly about it it's definitely annoying seeing like AJ Green not playing yet or like the team is being totally inept with Finley in there. Like, I get it. it's annoying. Like, I would be annoyed if my team was doing that. That I was a fan of. Like, if the Raiders decided to, you know, play, like, play Peterman for a few games. Or, like, I guess if they had like a rookie. Like, if they had like, I mean, I guess if they had Ryan Finley or something like that. If they decided to play him for a few games and they were doing poorly, or if like if like if the Falcons were like you know three and ten and they decide, oh, we're gonna put in you know whatever like young rookie back we have. Like, I would be annoyed, but. And time, but yeah. I feel like the difference between Cincinnati and the Dolphins, though, is like while they're both doing the same thing, I feel like the Dolphins executed it like way better, swimmingly, some would say. <laughs> um, yeah, but they, they, they definitely did it right. Right. <laughs> they because they traded their talent away. They're not benching their talent. Mm-hmm. They traded it for the future and then they got guys like Fitzpatrick to come in and like they probably can't win games but they're at least going to make it fun to watch yeah that's that's the the thing fucking Bengals are just benching their good players like you're you're not getting anything for them and they're not playing so you're just wasting money on nothing Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think the, the Bengals did not come into the year expecting a tank 
like after like a couple games like after after week one it was close to like all right but after like three more weeks they're like oh fuck like <laughs> that, that was kind of it for me so like the Bengals didn't try to take coming to the year but they're, they definitely obviously started trying which and they adapted but I, I think like that's I think that's better than being in denial about it like that is but yeah the Dolphins definitely did it the best as far as like tanking they, that was very you know it was 76ers-esque like they got a ton of picks like all that good stuff so yeah and they got to manage their fans expectations too mm-hmm. which is a huge part of business yeah <clears throat> so yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see like what they do with the rebuild you can get Joe Burrow yeah I mean I wonder if they like take a shot on Tua and like let him get healthy and like like I have no clue what's gonna happen with like where two is gonna end up going. I know this is way far away, but I mean I think they're gonna draft a starter because I think Dalton's done. Oh, I'm sorry, I was talking Dolphins. Sorry. Um, oh, Dolphins. Yeah, I mean I hopefully they go for Tua. Yeah, because that would make sense. Like it's it's like a three year plan to like in the third year you're ready to be competitive. So like mm-hmm. year one poopy, year two like you get the pieces there, and then year three. Like quarterbacks in place, pieces, everything, chemistry's there. You're good to go. That's kind of like, yeah, that's like what I imagine is the plan. Well, you keep Fitzpatrick another year too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe like if they get get more good pieces, like Rosen can get a shot or something. Yeah, because like he's not the quarterback to be with this this total shit team because he's not like Bill Ford. He's not like mobile enough. He's not like what I guess like fearless like Fitzpatrick is. I guess <laughs> that's the best way to put it, but. Viking, Nordic Viking yeah, beyond really. fear. I want to see Rosen go to a team with a good old line and like I want to see what would happen if he went to the Patriots, quite frankly. I yeah. think he'd probably do really well. I agree, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but um <clears throat> that's why we're holding on to him in Dynasty. Yep. Yeah, that would I someone dropped him. That was wild. I as short benches and they needed to win, so like it made sense, but like wow. Yeah, dude. And then um, I guess the last thing to kind of poop on, the Packers got waxed. What happened? <laughs> I'm so confused. Dude, I don't know. That was just a shellacking. Just whipped them. Yeah, like, is it like O-line looked bad because of Blue going out, too. Like, Rodgers looked bad. It was just, I don't know. Like, they've looked pretty good, but they, like, yeah, this is one of those moments where they just, like, looked terrible. Like, they're just, I don't know if it's, like, if it's LaFleur. It could be LaFleur. Like, that, that makes sense. I don't know. Well, they got out coached. That's for damn sure. Yeah, hundred percent. That was that was a mismatch of coaching. They, Aaron Jones like probably didn't get the ball as much as he should have. Yeah, like, I thought it was gonna be like a good Aaron Jones time. Like it made sense that it should have been. I was kind of de- like high on it being both a Jones and Williams day. Yeah, you, like they just do dual running back attack. Yeah, like that would make sense, but they did not do that. <laughs> Sometimes teams don't do what makes sense. So. <clears throat> Clearly, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Jamal Williams, 11 carries. Aaron Jones, 13 carries. Jamal Williams had seven receptions. Aaron Jones had none, though. Yeah, no receptions for Aaron Jones is not. That doesn't sound like a winning formula. And Sam Fran receiving, though, it's all Kittle. It's all Kittle. Yeah, Kittle rocked him. He I, that was me. one of my things. I was like, if Kittle plays, this is way more in favor of Sam Fran. Mm-hmm. Because Kittle, like, there, that's Sam the sorry the Packers like biggest deficiency defensively is was the tight end mm-hmm. for sure so it was rough but 
Um, as we transition into uh, week 13 preview, we can go over some injuries real quick. Um, the main thing, let's see, Tyreek um, going into this week, they had a bye. He's questionable right now. Um, looks at his day-to-day. Um, I think it's legitimately questionable. I feel like there's probably a lean towards him playing. But, I mean, I don't know, it is tough because he's, like, he's, I mean, speed guys rely on, like, the hamstring being 100% more than, you know, other types of players do. So, keep an eye on it. I think it's pr- pretty actually questionable. Um, it's Matthew Stafford. I, I assume he's going to stay out. Same with James Conner. Um, I think it's Connor, a short week, too. Yeah, I can see Conner coming back, like, next week. But I honestly don't know if Stafford's going to play at all this year at this point. Yeah, I mean, Stafford had a three to six week injury like midway through this season. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I don't know why they wouldn't just shut him down for the year. Yeah. At down. this point, what are you playing for? Exactly. They're at three seven one. I don't see them having any reason to bring it back. And then Jordan Howard is also listed doubtful from what I see, but keep an eye on it in case he, you know, gets way looking like if it proves really quickly, but. For now, expect Ajayi and Sanders to, you know, man that backfield. And then while, you know, while Connor's out, Snell's the guy, as I mentioned. Snell. Seems like he was the guy they wanted instead of Jalen Samuel. Um, Adam Thielen, he's expected to um, get back to practice this week at least. Um, I think with him, you're going to definitely need to watch the practice reports Thursday and Friday to um, really get a feel on it. So keep keep a close eye on Thielen this week. Who do they play? Um... Well, they play Seattle Monday night, right? Uh, yes. So that is an extra day for it. Um, and they would definitely need him, so... I think he plays. I would, I would wager he would. But it was a re-aggravation, so I, I don't know. I definitely don't just assume he is. Yeah. Um, Damien Williams, I don't... I, did, I don't know if he probably... I, th- I got a notification while we were sitting here talking about him. I'm going to pull it up, but... I don't think he is practicing today. Recording on Wednesday, by the way, because we only get that Thursday stuff in. But um, let's see what else was there. Um, as of as of today, Juju's still in the knee brace. Um, see. He's more likely to play than Connor. I yeah, think. I, I agree. Um, so this we so got. I don't like it. Yeah, um, Jakeem Grant and Delaney Walker got put on IR. That's a thing to keep note of. And then uh, Devontae Freeman, um, he he's questionable right now. Um, he said he's feeling good, but you know players always like to overstate how they're feeling. So keep on him. I feel like they shouldn't put him back in yet. There's like a reason to. I don't know. I don't, they shouldn't. I don't think they should bring him back. But as of now, I think he expects to play week 13. And Quinn said he looks good, but unsure. And then Ebron um, is on IR now. So yeah. I don't remember what happened with him. Ain't um, done for the year. I think it both ankles. Eesh. Rip. And then, um, see, practice reports for today. I mean, okay, Wednesday is kind of whatever, so I'm not really worried about that. Like, no one practices on Wednesday, but I know we have we have Hooper rolled out already. Um, Anthony Miller is rolled or sorry, not Anthony Miller, sorry, about wrong one. Uh, Taylor Gabriel. <laughs> I mixed up the bare secondary receivers because they have... Not much time to shine. So Taylor Gabriel is out for week 13. Um, that actually matters, some I'd say. That helps one of the things I wrote in for the game, so we'll keep that on tap. And then one of their backup tenants is out, Ben Brockner or whatever. Um, I guess most of it. I'm trying to do something else that we missed. 
Uh, oh yeah, Ra- Ravens lost their starting center. Um, yeah, it's not. It's never a plus. I don't know if it's as huge of a hit for them as it is for other teams because he's he's fine. But he, I don't, I don't, as far as I know, he wasn't like a like you know top flight center. And then when you're a really run heavy team, it's the impacts kind of like the impacts not as huge when you're a run heavy team. So. Yeah, I I would say it it matters less to them than to somebody in the pocket that can't move. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz Lamar can actually get outside, but you know, like Philip Rivers loses his center, that really sucks cuz he's right where he's standing. Yeah. We we've seen that happen this year and they've been bad. So. But any loss on the line hurts, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. And then, um, let's see, there's one other thing. Oh, yeah, Jeff Driscoll has a hammy thing going on, so keep an eye on him, because if he doesn't play, then they're on. I think it's Justin Blah was his name. It's either Blah, Blow, or Blau, like the Waka Flocka sound, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know which one is worse. Blow, <laughs> Blow's the worst. Yeah, it's Blow is the worst. Blah is, you know, third-string quarterback, Blah. And then oh, Blau, Blau's kind of cool. I think it's yeah, Blah. Justin Blow. Yeah, they. Yeah, so hopefully, I don't know. Stick with Driscoll. Hopefully, he plays. He gives up the quote best shot. End quote. Man, that's it's gonna be a gross game. <laughs> but we're about to talk about it in a second, and then um, Drew Lock. So uh, with Drew Lock, I guess all options are open, which means he could literally like. He could anything from stay on IR to start. Like it's like they have no fucking clue what they want to do with him. I don't think the team has a clue what they're doing. So excellent. Yeah, classic, classic Elway. Because <laughs> he was designated to return, but um, but how tall is he? Yeah, yeah. He he's I think he's like six five. But I mean, I know he's he's tall enough for LA. That's the biggest <laughs> thing. True lock. Um. See, oh, oh, he's he's six foot Elway, so we're good. <laughs> um, nice six four, but yeah. So he's like, I guess Locke and Allen are gonna be splitting some practice reps this week, and they're gonna decide on Friday who's the starter. So like, he could stay on AR. They could activate him as backup. They could start him. I feel like yeah. they should start him. Why not? Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Why the fuck not? So that's why are you just giving Brandon Allen reps? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. There's no reason. It makes no sense. So. Investing training into someone that doesn't need it or won't benefit from it. <laughs> won't benefit your team from it. Yeah, it makes way more sense to be- to get your second-round picks of playing time. Yeah, whatever. Who knows? Maybe, he, maybe his thumb is just really ouchy, so he needs extra time. Thumbs down. <laughs> uh, I like that. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, as we get into our game calls for this week, last week we both went ten and four with some mixed stuff. Um, rough time for locks and upsets. Um, my, I think my upset of Seattle over Philly, which shouldn't have been an upset to start with, was the only one of those that hit. But on the season, so you are one hundred and nine sixty four and one. I'm one hundred three sixty seven and one. So, boom, pretty solid. Yeah. We're doing pretty good. I mean, we're 170, basically. A little bit less. Mm-hmm. A little bit better for us. Now we see 67 divided by 170. Oops, I did it the wrong way. Whoops, it should be uh, 103 divided by 170. Did my math backwards. So 60%. So we're, we're both above 60% on our picks. Sweet. That's good, yeah. <laughs> 
I'll take it. Yeah. Right now you're at uh, just under 64%. So, oh, oh. Getting there. Killing them. Nice. Into our game picks. Uh, Thursday, we've got Thanksgiving, uh, of course. So, you've got Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, we've got Chicago. Um, Gross game overall. I do like Bo Scarborough in this. Tell me why. He's gotten like a lot of touches the last couple of weeks, which it's gotten like totally unnoticed because the Lions haven't been exciting by any means. And so like it's there is a downside of like the team could just suck and that doesn't work. But they gave him 18 touches last week. He got 98 yards. Like if he falls into the end zone, that's a pretty good week. So yeah. he's not he's not getting targeted like at all. He got one target. Like they're not gonna throw to him much, but he's, he's he is the lead running back against the Bears defense that has been terrible against the running back while he Akeem Hicks has been out. So I think he's, I like that. I, he's on my on my radar for sure, and you can, he might be under waiver wire or he's you know, probably on someone's bench. He might get dropped soon. And then um, Anthony Miller. I wrote this before we got Taylor Gabriel out, and now it's better. I like it because I I assume Slay Slay's on Robinson. And I, I feel like we're due for not, this sounds kind of, I feel like we're due for a random a random ass player blow up for the Bears, but no Anthony Miller actually lines up and it's like is in a good spot this week on the matchup. Interesting. I mean, it's possible that they just don't have one because there's Trubisky's so bad. Also true, they could just suck. It could be Chase Daniel time. It could be like last Thanksgiving where we got Chase Daniel. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I like I really think Trubisky's gonna be bad on Thursday. I mean, as opposed to like, what is the usual days? <laughs> like, I'm I'm like contemplating my Chicago, like thinking about it because Detroit seems to do well on Thanksgiving and they're at home. They lost to the Bears already, and they just lost to the fucking Redskins. So if that's not a motivational, like, get your <laughs> shit together. I mean, Put all it, it takes back. is da- like Darius Slay to just keep picking off Trubisky. Yeah, but man, that Lions defense is so bad. It really is bad right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's being gashed in all forms. Yeah, it's, it's so gross. How do you, I guess on that track, how do you feel about uh, Tariq Cohen this week? I think I like him. Because if there's no Gabriel, like, that role is Tariq's, basically, of that, like, that type of guy. Um, Montgomery's fine, right? Uh, let me check. I, yeah, I think he's fine. I know he's been like he had, had been dealing with injury. Yeah, he had been for a, for a minute there. Their run game has been kind of like stuck in. Oh, I don't even want to say neutral, but the Bears just like don't have a tight end, dude. This game. Yeah, they they don't. Good lord. Yeah, yeah. So Dave Montgomery, he's gotten fourteen for thirty-one and thirteen for twenty-two the last two weeks. Like the run game is doing nothing. It is non-existent. It would make sense then if they try to do something with Cohen. Yeah, with all the pass catchers out, so I'm gonna add him in here. I guess I'll put him as a actually. In PPR, he's a banger. I'm gonna say. In uh, but regular, he's just a yeah. Stream in, out. in in no PPR, it's tough to go with him. But in like half, he's definitely in the kind of the stream territory. But full PPR, he's a banger. I'd say. Uh, but for the most part, I don't want much of this game. Um. <laughs> Seems kind of gross. What do you think? Fuck this game. Yeah. Uh, um, like the only reason I'm going to watch it is because it's the Lions. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the one game on on Thanksgiving too at that time. So. 
yeah. also why. No options. Um, I do think Chicago defense is an interesting proposition, at least. Uh, because, yeah, I could get behind that. Yeah, it's a talented defense against either Jeff Driscoll or especially if it's Justin Blow. Um, <laughs> blah. <laughs> yeah, it's like mix it all together. Blah. blah. Yeah, so uh, that, that game's for us. Next up, we have Buffalo at Dallas. We both have Dallas here. It sets up perfectly for Zeke, I'm going to say. Duh. This is Zeke day. Yeah, like, Buffalo run defense week. Tredavious White on Cooper. Um, this is Zeke day. How many times does Jason Garrett run it? Like, how many times does he clap? Like, how many like times? Over under on Jason clap? Garrett clapping. It's like, it's like 1,248. <laughs> Each individual clap is counted. <laughs> but... So Zeke's the obvious one. Who who else do you like from this game aside from that you know clear one? I kind of like Gallup again. I dig it just you know too because he's the one avoiding the shadow coverage. Exactly. I I feel, I feel you. That that makes sense. That's a good time to target like talented wide receiver twos in that scenario. What about yeah. what about Cobb? He's been kind of doing well lately too. Cobb's been doing well too. Um, not getting as much of a feel on Cobb. Let's see how he's been. Because Cobb, at least last week, like Cobb was definitely a dead target last week when they were like struggling. But Gallup is by far the like higher upside target of the two, for sure. And they'll be getting big plays. I think it's a lot of big plays in this game. I think Gallup gets some big old catcheronies. Uh, Dallas is six and a half point favorites. It's, it's, I feel like this has a good chance of being the game where like Buffalo gets like severely exposed. But. <clears throat> See, the other thing is just, like, Dallas just doesn't beat up. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, convinced. That's the thing. Like, it... They're I mean, both. I'm also not convinced that Dallas, like, can blow a team out. Yeah, I'm not, like... I don't think either of them are, like, great teams. No, yeah. I, like, I wish there's a way none of these teams... Neither of these would make the playoffs. But... <laughs> they both will. But... So, I, I do have Jalen on here. And, like, I, I like him because if this game, like... I think Dallas is going to score their points. And so, like, Jalen will keep up either, you know, like, out of need or like, he will just do well against the defense, the Cowboys defense. It is overrated for sure. They're not living up to how they should be playing based on their talent. So, and um, I see you typing. I was, I was about to ask you. <laughs> Cole Beasley revenge game. I am, I'm on board. I love yeah, revenge man. narratives. I do too. And, like, it kind of makes sense. It's made better by the fact that, like, he's actually been productive. Yes, he has been doing well the past few weeks with the improved Jalen play as well. Yeah, yeah, Jalen's been playing pretty well lately, actually, too. But, yeah, Cole Beasley got nine targets, six catches, 76 yards, and he touched down last week against the uh, Broncos. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, he's been, like, a... Okay, I could not name off the top of my head. Where do you think Cole Beasley ranks... Uh, among fantasy receivers and and half PPR like in our in our league in our Delta Sig league, maybe twenty four. Yeah, I was thinking like somewhere between like twenty four and thirty in that range. I guess I would say like twenty seven. Let me see. All right, all. Um, Let's see. I guess I'll do like by total and by average. So I'm gonna, I'll start by average. Um, my okay. point ranking is thirty two. Okay. Rank. Okay, yeah, so 
but he didn't get a touchdown until week seven mm. when they were all coming in. Yeah, so he's 32. Okay. So he is technically a, a wide receiver three fantasy-wise, which is kind of funny. Yeah, he's like, he's not going to win you a week, but he will get you something. Like, <laughs> that is a plus. Yeah, I like him this week. Yeah, I like, I like the revenge the revenge thing. Yeah, since the bye week, he's been getting targeted a lot more in the red zone, too. Let me pull, let me, I'll pull up the red zone targets, too, because like that's that was like a random thing. I'm like, why is Cole Beasley getting so many red zone looks? It didn't make a lot of sense to me. It's just because, like, I don't know. It's not what you think. But he's gotten, let's see, he got three last week, but he's gotten six red zone targets since the bye, which is tied to John Brown. Hey. So, you know, hmm. Cole Beasley, huh? So, I, I like I like him as a stream this week, too, yeah. Um, Give me the Beasles. Be Stings, the best rapper in football. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not Lev. So, yeah, last Thanksgiving Lev. game. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Lev, stick to the run game. <laughs> Stick to running the football, not running the rap game. And then New Orleans at Atlanta. We both have New Orleans here. Um, your usual Saints, obviously. Um, I like Julio over here. Julio. I mean, I think that's a given. And then um, I know you brought up a stream earlier that I, I, I like the proposition of. Yeah, so I was on uh, ESPN and uh, Matthew Berry was saying he didn't like Debo Samuel the next two weeks. And I thought that was weird because week 14 they play the Saints. And Debo had been in the slot a lot. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird because the Saints have P.J. Williams, who's really bad in the slot. And then I was like, well, wait, who do they play this week? And it's the Falcons. So I was looking it up, and the Falcons slot receiver is Russell Gage, who... Has definitely like gotten a lot more targets and been involved a lot more ever since they got rid of Sanu mm-hmm. in the slot game. So, I mean, if you want a really sneaky play, someone that nobody really knows about or has picked up, go ahead and slide Gage in there. I think if you put him in as a flex, he'll probably reward you because uh, St. Slot corner PJ Williams is awful. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and he is targeted on a weekly basis. Yep, that's been, it's one of our consistent themes is target PJ Williams. Sure. Yeah, we missed one one week where we didn't mention it, but like it was almost like implied. I think it was DJ Moore. We probably, probably didn't mention against New Orleans. Yeah. But they, like... they move around a lot. Some of the things though, because like Lattimore, I think because what, what last week? Yeah, last week because Lattimore was out, so that was kind of a boon too. But yeah, but yeah, slot corners against PJ. Yeah, for sure. And he, Russell Gage started last game and got ten targets. Yep. Eight for seventy six. So, PPR, you know, type of guy. I mean, slot slot receivers benefit a lot in PPR just because they're gonna get a good amount of targets for their yardage. For sure. But um, okay, so for the Saints, outside of you know Thomas Kamara, are you interested in you know Murray because he got a lot of touches last week? You interested in you know Cook, Ginn, Trey Quan, anyone secondary pieces? Um. I wouldn't be surprised if Ginn took one this week. I mean, I think it's we're going to see a lot more competent New Orleans offense as opposed to their last matchup. I expect that. Yeah. 
Um, even though it is in Atlanta, Atlanta doesn't seem to really matter if they're at home or not. Yeah, usually it has, but something's not this year. It's been a big bummer. I'm going to be honest. Usually it's safe with them at home, but no longer been a major bummer. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Ted Ginn makes sense here in a, you know, at a dome. At a dome, I can see him just hauling in a big one, one play, all of his points from that one play. And it's like a one for 76 and a touchdown, something like that. I was thinking 76. No way. Wow. 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 Yeah, and then (laughs) as far as kickers for any of these games, um, I mean, the Atlanta New Orleans game, the kickers, especially in the Blue Lots, are safe. Um, I don't want to touch Chicago-Detroit much there. Um. Dallas kicker, I would be okay with um, Maher. Maher? Maher? Yeah, I like Maher. I like Lutz. Um, maybe Young Ho? Maybe. I know it's like Young Hui, but man, it's spelled Young Ho, and that's hilarious. It's spelled Young Ho. And that is fucking glorious, man. Let me just tell you again. That is fucking glorious that his name is Young Ho. <laughs> spelled Young Ho a bit. Yeah, so Thanksgiving games? Hmm. The first one's kind of a clunker. I'm going to be real. This, the other two are good enough that I'm cool with it. Yeah. Buffalo-Dallas should be at least interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dallas always loses on Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Jones is ready to go, you know. His luxur- <laughs> luxurious feast. So. Uh, Sunday uh, games. Young hoes. His young hoes, yeah. His young hoes. <laughs> Kick it with his young hoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 